Fourth of July weekend here in the United States, I thought it would be as good a time as any to talk about fireworks, since I think this is definitely the celebration or festival in the US that utilizes fireworks the most. And as a necessary disclaimer, remember that they are technically classified as low explosive pyrotechnics, so if you plan on using them in the next 48 hours, uh, be safe. So they've actually been around since at least the 7th century, uh, when the ancient Chinese used them to ward off evil spirits, which is basically what they were originally invented for. Um, and they utilized gunpowder, yet another major contribution that China made to human history. And China actually is still the largest manufacturer and exporter of fireworks in the world. There are basically like two types of them, aerial shell or mortar varieties, uh, or the skyrocket varieties, which have their own propulsion mechanism. So skyrockets were actually originally used in war, sort of like think about like the technology behind flares, rather than just for entertainment. It's the aerial shell variety that set the course for the fireworks displays of today. They're fairly consumer friendly as far as missile-like explosives go, and they actually use the same propulsion technology as model rockets. That does not mean that they are not without risk, however. And actually, in terms of like anybody being able to get fireworks and set them off, this is actually part of the larger history of fireworks, because even in ancient China, they were available to pretty much anybody who could afford to buy them, and they were a really big part of festivals and celebrations. And so that tradition of being able to just get them and set them off yourself pretty much goes back as far as the pyrotechnic technology. But obviously improper use is dangerous, not just for the person lighting them, but anybody in the immediate vicinity. So what's like the science of fireworks? The thing that's key is what they call pyrotechnic stars. And this is the stuff that gets packed into the tube and will create all the various colors and effects when the fireworks are lit. So there's basically like five ingredients that are required to make a firework explosion. You need a fuel to burn. You need an oxidizer so that the fuel will combust. Usually this is just oxygen. You need a color producing chemical of which there are many possibilities. So for example, lithium can be used to create red, calcium can create orange, barium can create green, and copper is almost always used to create blue. You also need a binder that holds everything together. And then you need what is called a chlorine donor, which will actually strengthen the color producing compounds so that they're really bright and vibrant. So actually those brightest ones that you see are usually what they call mag stars. And they're actually not necessarily produced with magnesium because magnesium isn't particularly effective. They're usually produced by aluminum. Although sometimes that aluminum can be alloyed with magnesium. So all of these chemicals range in terms of toxicity. So some aren't really toxic at all but some you like wouldn't want to inhale the dust from or get on your skin. Because I mean like in theory you could pack a tube full of radium if you wanted green fireworks but like maybe don't do that because radium is extremely toxic. So all of the different designs or styles of fireworks after they explode are named after things like flowers or animals or just their legitimate geometric shapes but probably one of the more familiar ones is called the spider and it's basically a fairly simple explosion but it's a very sort of elegant design so the explosion causes radial lines uh, and it burns brightly but then dissipates very quickly and that's called the spider because those little all those little spidery legs and also in terms of 
designs. The other function of fireworks, obviously, which is, at least for me, a source of anxiety and stress because my dog does not like it, is the sound. So the different sounds, bangs, or sometimes they're called reports, or crackles, or hums, or whistles, these are actually all usually a function of the tubing or the casing for the firework, and then the amount of pressure that is released when it explodes. So they can have different sounds based on the casing and things like that. So like I said, here in the US, Independence Day weekend or the 4th of July is usually the biggest time for fireworks. But around the world, fireworks displays are associated with a number of different festivals and celebrations. So in Ireland, in parts of Canada, specifically Vancouver, Halloween is a really popular time to use fireworks. Diwali in India is a really popular time for fireworks. Singapore's National Day is actually called the Singapore Fireworks Celebration. And people come from all over the world to compete. Uh, they bring their like really incredible displays and then over the course of several nights they have a competition for like best fireworks display. Japan has had similar festivals basically since the 1700s and Guy Fawkes Night in the United Kingdom is their uh, sort of biggest fireworks event of the year. So if you're listening in the Anchor app and there's a festival that uses fireworks that I didn't mention or if you've ever competed in a fireworks competition I would love it if you'd call in today or tomorrow and let me know about it. And for those of you in the U.S. I just hope you have a happy and very safe 4th of July.